Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak geeks. Welcome to the new podcast. This is Nikki, your host. I hope you're having a wonderful week. So today I want to talk about off-leash manners and off-leash control in general. I know that I have a lot of clients that when I mention off-leash manners and off-leash behavior, their eyes get really wide and they get really, really nervous. And what I'm finding out is that so many people are afraid of their dog being off-leash for fear of what could happen. And the thing is, is our dogs are off-leash more than they're on-leash, right? So we need to take advantage of having that control. If we're only controlling our dogs when they're on-leash, then we're really not teaching our dogs real-life manners in the whole world. And that includes in your home. I want dogs to have off-leash manners because that is the safest way to ensure the safety of my dog. Yes, we use a leash to create safety for our dog and to control that behavior. But, you know, when accidents happen, it's not when a dog is on a leash and attached to someone. Accidents happen when the dog is not on leash and the owners have no control. So many times owners are trying to avoid the situations that scare them, which is off-leash manners and off-leash behavior. And they do more management than they actually do teaching. And if you're one of those, I want to encourage you to really focus on teaching your dog to be responsive to you, regardless of where you are, what is around, or if the dog has a leash on or not. Because truly, when it's 
comes to your dog's safety, the leash is not always going to be there. You need to have control of your dog verbally. And you need to teach your dog verbally. Don't just be satisfied that your dog is a good dog in the house. Don't be satisfied that your dog has a backyard and can run free. Don't just be satisfied with that. Give your dog more. Allow your dog more freedom. And get the dog out and expose it to things. And that means teaching it, yes, to be on leash in public. But at the same time, also teaching the dog to be responsive off-leash, whether you're at the dog park, the leash slips out of your hand, the dog jumps out of the car because you haven't worked on that, and there's no leash attached. The worst thing that I see is dogs getting in the middle of the road and not knowing what to do because no one has given them any training. Nobody's given them any verbal commands. And they've done nothing but control the dog on the road around cars and scary things using the leash. Now, I'm not saying don't go use the leash. Absolutely use your leash, but use your leash to teach off-leash manners. Use your leash to teach the dog to get out of the road on a verbal command. Use the leash to teach your dog to come when called. Use the leash to teach your dog to be responsive to different commands such as sit and stay when out in public. And if you do that, then you won't have to be so nervous about taking your dog out in public. You won't have to worry if the leash slips out of your hand. Or is your dog going to come to you in the dog park when it's time to leave? Will your dog be responsive in the dog park when you're trying to interrupt inappropriate behavior? Just because there's a fence doesn't mean that you're going to have control of your dog. I mean, let's be honest. How often are you actually in control when the leash is in your hand. You know, I see a lot of dogs that are pulling their owners and yanking their owners. So you're really not in control. You're just trying to stop behavior and you're managing it using the leash instead of teaching. So I really want to encourage you to start teaching your dog appropriate behavior on or off leash. And really, again, if you think about it, they're off leash a lot more than they're on leash. Now, that may not be true for all dogs, but the majority of dogs, I would say, are off-leash more. They're off-leash in your home. They're off-leash in your backyard. They're off-leash in the dog park. They're off-leash at a friend's home. So, see, off-leash just doesn't mean walking down the street off-leash. Off-leash means always off-leash, no matter where the dog is. If there's no way to physically control the dog, then the dog is considered off-leash. And we like to use our leashes to teach off-leash manners. And I'll use a 30-foot leash to teach distance response, to teach the dog that even though you're 30 feet from me, if I ask you to sit, you need to sit. I use the 30-foot leash to teach the dog to come when asked. If the dog's in a stay and the dog breaks it, I can use the 30-foot leash to direct the dog back to the original location. So yeah, I use leashes to teach, but I use it to teach for off-leash manners. So that my dogs, we can go places. We can go out in the front yard and decorate for Halloween and and my dogs can hang out in the front yard with me off leash. No, I don't have an invisible fence. There's no fence in the front. I want verbal control of my dogs. And I want to be able to take them places and, and have them respond to me no matter what is attached to them, no matter what they're wearing. But it takes work. And it takes effort. But trust me when I say if you're spending your whole life managing the safety of your dog and managing your dog's behavior, 
it's going to, it's going to come back to bite you because if you're not teaching your dog manners and using verbal commands, your dog is going to slip out of the door. The dog is going to slip out of the car. The dog is going to slip out and escape the fence. The dog is going to yank the leash out of your hand. The dog is going to do these things at some point in its life because it just happens. So why not, you know, teach what you want instead of avoiding it. Teach your dog not to go through doors without permission. We don't go through the door to the outside, whether it's the back door, the front door, the garage door. We don't go without permission. Not a wait command, but a permission command. Only a permission command. So the dog knows that the general rule is you do not go through that door unless permission is given. Teach your dog to come when called. Teach your dog to get out of the road when you're on walks by directing him out of the road, not dragging him off the road using the leash, but verbally directing him to get out of the road. You know, teach what what it means to go to the grass or get on the trail if you are hiking. I had one that I would tell my dog to get on the trail, which it meant to get on that pathway, whether it was a concrete path or whether it was a dirt path. It means get out of the weeds, uh, you know, get out of someone's yard, get on the path. We also use go home, which means go to the front porch. So that the dogs know that go home means go to the front porch. And we use these sparingly when we really need them. We also practice them, but we've taught them. So you really need to teach your dog how to respond to those verbal commands so that you can truly be safe with your dog. So you can truly keep your dog safe instead of just trying to physically control him and prevent him from doing anything. And you will enjoy your dog so much more if you start teaching him response and focus and self-control so that if you do want to take him somewhere and you have to have a leash, it's not a big deal because you're not using the leash to control him. You're limiting his options, but he knows how to respond to you verbally or he knows how to respond to you from verbal commands. I mean, if your dog starts talking, please call me because I want you on this podcast. But, you know, you want to be able to talk to your dog and let him know what he needs to be doing. But at the same time, you want to teach the dog that there are some general rules. Like we don't go visit people or dogs without permission. So you're not, you know, trying to, the dog's not pulling to see every person or dog that's out there. And I never let strangers be more rewarding than me. I'm always the most rewarding thing in the dog's world. And if I'm out and about, I'm always the most rewarding thing. So make sure you keep that in mind as well. Otherwise, if you're not that rewarding and all you're doing is yanking on the dog and yelling at the dog and not giving clear direction because you're giving commands that you've never taught the dog, yeah, the dog is going to want to be away from you and the dog's not going to come back to you. I mean, here's the thing. People hear the word heal and they try to use it with their dog. They're like, yeah, I'm teaching my dog to heal. You know, he starts to pull in front of me. I yank his leash and I say heal. Like the dog magically is born knowing what heal means. I mean, you could teach the dog to walk next to you using the word bounce or credit or cash or pencil or rope. The dog has no idea what any of these words mean. 
They only know what behavior you attach to them. So don't go out yanking on the leash, telling the dog, heal, 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 heal. If you've not taught the dog to walk next to you, it doesn't matter what you say because the dog's not going to do it. But if you teach the dog how to walk nicely with you, then you should only have to tell your dog one time, hey, this is where I would like for you to walk until we stop. And you get the dog walking nicely, which is relaxed with you. So think about it. Think about what are you teaching your dog? What are you giving your dog as far as manners and direction and expectations? Are you just keeping your dog safe and in the house and only on a leash and not allowing the dog to actually get out and be a dog? Are you being overprotective? Because being overprotective, that's not good for the dog. It's not good for you. It's not good for your health. But it's definitely not good for the dog because I promise you, that dog is going to escape. That dog is going to run. That dog is going to get out of a collar. The leash is going to get dropped. It's going to escape a fence. Somebody's going to open the door and the dog's going to go. Trust me when I say it's a lot less stressful to put the work in and teach the dog the appropriate manners and the appropriate verbal commands than to always worry about your dog escaping. I beg you. Your dog begs you. Put in the work. Teach your dog the manners. Get into a class. Learn how to teach these things. And really, the majority of things that you want, the dog already does. So learn how to capture those behaviors. Learn how to reward your dog. Learn how to redirect your dog or interrupt for inappropriate behavior. Learn how dogs learn. Because teaching is 24-7. Don't tell me you don't have time to train your dog. That is the horrible, most ridiculous excuse ever. Right? Now, if you don't have time to pet your dog, love on your dog, feed your dog, or let your dog out, then yeah, you probably don't have time to train it, but that also means that you don't have time for a dog. Right? So I really don't have time for a dog. Now, we have three, and Brittany does the majority of things with the dogs because I don't have time to work with them. I don't do a lot of loving and petting. It's very, very little, but I will tell you, when I am feeding or I am loving and petting or playing, I am making sure that I'm at the same time rewarding behavior I would like to see repeated, and I am teaching. So don't tell me you don't have time to train your dog. Because every time you interact with your dog, you're teaching them something. That may be just during play. That may be out in the backyard throwing the ball. I mean, if you have a dog who loves to chase, what, is, what happens every time the dog picks up the ball at a distance? What does the dog naturally do? If you've taught fetch correctly, the dog is going to come back to you. So as the dog's coming back, why not say come? Reward the dog when he gets there with a little treat and then throw the ball again. Or better yet, if the dog really likes to chase the ball, call the dog to you, pet the dog. When the dog drops that ball, throw a different one. And so the dog is coming to you. So right there you can teach come by just playing fetch. You can teach the dog self-control and how to sit on command or lay down on command and how to stay during feeding process by feeding their dinner, putting them in a sit-stay while you're putting their dinner together, making them wait before they're allowed to eat. Maybe you can do a little hand feeding. So there are plenty of opportunities. Every single time you let the dog out to go potty, 
you have an opportunity to work on door control to teach your dog safety about not running through open doors without permission. Every single time you let them out to potty. And if you live in an apartment, guess what? You have all kinds of opportunity to work on leash manners, self-control, door control, and focus in distracting environments. So don't tell me you don't have time to train your dog because you do. You're choosing not to do it. You're choosing to allow the dog to do bad behavior. You're choosing to allow the dog to get away with things. So if your dog is bad or your dog runs away, God, I really hope your dog never gets hit by a car. You only have yourself to blame. And I know that's harsh, and I don't, I don't mean for it to come out you know, so harshly, but I really want you to understand Training a dog is not just for those who want to do therapy work or service dog or, or take them to agility or, you know, someone's going to take them out into public. Training is, is not just for those people. Every dog needs to learn manners. Every dog needs to learn commands. Every dog needs to have expectations set for them. That's how you truly keep a dog safe. So trying to avoid it and prevent the dog from doing anything, it, you're going to fail. Why? Because humans we fail a lot because we have 40,000 things going on at one time. Our whole life is not just based on keeping the dog safe. So we have a lot of things going on. So yeah, things are going to happen. Accidents happen. That's how accidents happen. What I want to do is minimize the accidents. But at the same time, if something does happen, and let's say the gate gets left open and your dog goes out the gate, that your dog knows not to just run all over the neighborhood, that the dog understands what his home is, and that when you call him, he knows to come. So it, it's something that if you really want to keep your dog safe, you need to teach them, you need to set expectations, and you can take a class. That's one hour a week for six weeks. It's not a whole lot of time commitment, but you can get a lot out of them. Private lessons. We do ours right in the home with a client. We schedule in the afternoons and evenings, so when you're off of work. And we give you the tools you need to start working with your dog in the home. And so it's not just about training that dog, but really teaching you so that you're aware of the behavior that you're doing and aware that you are training your dog on a regular basis. So I know this was more of a lecture podcast. Um, you can always check out our videos on our website at dogspeak101.com. We have videos to show door control, greeting guests, leash manners. We also have courses on Udemy, which is U-D-E-M-Y.com. We have our leash course on there. We also have our foundation course on there. They're very affordable and that you have access to them all the time. So you can just watch it on your computer or your phone and then put those uh, rules into place set those expectations start learning teach yourself so that you can teach your dog so there's pl there are plenty of opportunities there's just no excuse for us to not know something anymore there's no excuse to not know how to do something not when you have all these search engines and you have videos that you can watch there's no excuse so if we're not doing something it's because we're being lazy and you know it's just not a priority, and I get that. There are some things that are not a priority for me, and I totally understand. But the ones that I, I do put 
in order as, as far as priority, I put everything I have into it. And, you know, I want you to do that with your dog. You love your dog. We all know you love your dog. You love coming home to them. You love cuddling with them. You love, you know, maybe sleeping in the same bed with them. You just love the joy they bring. And I want you to continue having that joy. Trust me when I say that when you set those expectations and you start teaching your dog and they start listening, you can actually take them more places. Your relationship and your bond will grow and will increase. And you will have a level of relationship with your dog you've never had before. Because trust me when I say that letting your dog on the couch or on the furniture, allowing them to do whatever they want in your house is not teaching them how to bond to you. You're not teaching them a deeper relationship when you allow that. All you're doing is setting yourself up for failure because at some point your dog bouncing off the couch is no longer going to be funny because at one time the dog's going to bounce off the couch. It's going to accidentally make contact with you and spill your red wine all over the place and you're going to scream and yell at the dog. And is that the dog's fault? Absolutely not. If you're going to allow something to happen, you need to allow, you have to let it happen in all aspects. If you're going to allow the dog to jump on furniture whenever he wants to, because it's his house, as most people say, then that has to include when you have guests, company, uh, when you're eating, whatever the case may be. So you can't just pick and choose what you want. Right? So you need to decide what those rules look like. Set your dog up for success so that you can enjoy him more. And you don't spend half the time screaming and yelling at your dog and the other half loving him. You know, let's go with 95% of loving and teaching with that 5% consequence being more of ignoring or losing the privilege of doing something without screaming, yelling, and, and losing our cool. So, again, I know this was probably not the most favorite podcast for you guys, but I was just thinking we can do so much with our dogs if we just teach them. And stop avoiding off-leash manners. Stop avoiding and and having this fear of your dog being off-leash because your dog is off-leash all the time unless you keep them on-leash in the house. So why not teach them to respond to you off-leash? All right, so I'm really encouraging you to do that. Uh, There's just no excuse not to. You have every opportunity, and if you say you don't have time to train, then you probably don't have time to have a dog. And you're probably not going to be listening to this if that's the case. So if you're listening to this, You have time. You love your dog. You want to do what's best for them. Now you just got to get past the fear because truly this podcast was supposed to be about you letting go of your fear and teaching the dog so you can truly keep your dog safe and not just try to manage and avoid situations that could cause your dog harm. All right. So anyway, I love you guys and uh, please share the podcast. Uh, Let others know so we can reach Um, everyone out there and we can educate them as well and make their dogs better and make sure you check out the videos on our website like us on Facebook check out those videos on Facebook as well we have blogs you can find uh, my books on amazon.com just look for uh, Nikki Ivy I-V-E-Y and you can find some of my books out there as well so hope you guys are having a great week I hope you continue to have a great week you know I love you I know I was a little hard on you today Uh, But it's something I'm really passionate about, um, you know, to teach off-leash. And don't think that you have to wait till the dog is a certain age to teach off-leash or that you have to teach all on-leash before off-leash because that's not true. 
Because uh, like I said, your dog is off-leash more often than not. And of course, starting as a puppy where you are the puppy's world is always a huge advantage. So don't think you have to wait to a certain age for that either. All right, that's it. I'm done. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. And I will talk to you next week with maybe a little bit uh, more of a fun podcast. Um, and maybe I won't get on you as much. But you know I love you. All right, see you guys.